So obviously, dig in the new tune, Unbreakable, and want to get into that and talk about some uh, upcoming tour dates you got with Red and the Saliva cover and get into a little music debate, because after all, in the end, we're all just big music fans. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's go to Unbreakable, the new banger of a tune. And I'm kind of curious, was this uh, born out of the pandemic? Did you write this during the pandemic or was it written before the pandemic? This is actually right in the, I guess, the, the heart of the pandemic. I actually had COVID in uh, June, late June of last year. And, you know, just kind of looking at the state of the world and, and looking at life and like these things that suck, you know, but you come out of the, the other side stronger. And uh, I actually uh, wrote and recorded that one about like three weeks after having COVID. So wow. <laughs> it was kind of one of those, you know, like overcoming struggles kind of thing. That's a lot to unpeel there. Let's go back for a second. First, getting COVID. Yeah. How did it affect it? Did you knock down for how long? What were your symptoms? Did you almost die? Uh, like, let's go through that for a second here. 14 days with a fever. Felt like a cinder block was on, on top of my chest. Like, you know, like I couldn't sing for a couple of weeks and really had kind of had to push through that and work my lungs back into conditioning and, and some of that stuff. And what did you do to get the lungs back? Cause that's, I had a friend that got it and that was the same thing. He's like, Oh, I couldn't breathe, especially being a singer and to record that tune so quickly after what calisthenics did you do? Or <laughs> what, were you going up in the mountains and running like Rocky or what was the, the regiment? I would say definitely, uh, definitely cardio, taking care of yourself, you know, like eating better and uh, drinking a lot of water and trying to listen to your body. Like vocals, it, it's such a like a, a physical thing. So it, it was kind of scary. I didn't know if it was going to improve or not, but it did. And then now, of course, surviving, being a COVID survivor. Now, I'm sure you do really feel unbreakable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even <laughs> deeper, deeper than COVID, um, you know, the song is about, you know, experiencing loss, a heartbreak, you know, health things, COVID, you know, cancer, um, losing loved ones, like, you know, just life, life throws a bunch of struggles at you and, and it's about overcoming, you know. I love it. Loving the tune. The only bummer is that we didn't get like another Academy Award winning video out of Kingdom Collapse like we did with like Payback and Suffer. And I imagine that was kind of born out of the pandemic, you no know, COVID getting close to filming and stuff with people, right? The video is actually dropping this Tuesday, so... Oh, there is going to um, be a video. Yes, it's done, and we're just uh, um, getting ready to drop it this this coming week, so... Well, this uh, this interview will air uh, after the video release. Can you talk about the video a little bit? Yeah, so the video, uh, we got uh, together with several of our, our fans and kind of offered each person, you know, to tell their story of, like, some struggles that they've been through and, you know coming out the other side of that, making it through those things, becoming stronger. I think it's going to be really impactful and it's going to really resonate uh, with people. Cause you get all kinds of walks of life. You know, you get, like I said, loss, like divorce, depression, you know, all, all these kind of different things that people deal with, all different kinds of things. And came out the other side and survived it. And we're, you know, right. we're able to right. pull through in the end. And that's just crazy how universal music is, how it really is a universal language, how it applies for so many different things in so many different ways. It's amazing. Yes, exactly. And and that's kind of the, the type of music that, that always resonated with me was it helps you through those tough times. So that's what this song really is about amen to that man so let me ask you jonathan is the game plan like to just keep dropping singles or is there an album brewing or what's what's kind of the strategy there for 
kingdom collapse? There's definitely an album brewing. I would yes. say some of the past couple singles will be on the album, along with a lot of new material. And this is kind of that ramp into the full length. And um, it's in process right now. So any sort of time frame like fall or next year or what are we thinking? We're looking early 2022 and um, we'll be releasing, you know, obviously Unbreakable will just started doing its thing and we're going to write that one out. And then uh, when we feel like the album is complete, it, we'll set a date and uh, and we'll release it. I'm glad to hear that uh, you're not opposed to albums because I still think they're really important. I know everyone likes to talk about attention span and this and that in this day and age, and, and there's certainly a lot of truth to that. But I, as a music fan, still like bands that put out albums. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where there's a lot of songs that may not be chosen as like the single format or as our like normal bread and butter type of song. But like, you know, I, I'm writing a lot of stuff that's a lot more diverse than than just uh the past couple singles that we've had. So I'm excited about the the creative, you know, diversity that would be on it. So, you know, uh, speaking about uh, uh, things that could be on the album, are you going to include the killer saliva cover of always on the album? We're tossing that up in the air. Um, I don't know. I think that'll kind of be a game time decision at the end of the album when we're like, okay, you know, here's all the, the new material. Like, do we want to throw it on there or not? Does it fit? That's a good question. And uh, we're, we're looking at that. That also means that, that you don't have another uh, cover recorded. Uh, otherwise, you, you would already point towards that. So maybe <laughs> maybe it will end up on there. And w- I'm just curious, why why did you uh, land on Always versus any of the other killer songs? What, what stood out to you about that one? Was it just his voice and yours or what was it? It was a, a blend of that, definitely in a similar kind of vocal range. But um, I've always loved saliva, and that one that one really always resonated with me uh, when I was a little younger. And uh, I don't know, it's just a favorite. And I was working on it for fun. And you know, during the the COVID the the pandemic, like it was there, and we were like, should we just like drop this thing for fun, do a music video, put it out, and uh, we did. I love it, man. I love that, you know, it obviously sounds like the original, but you still did your own thing with it. You kept true to it. You know, you did you did your yeah, version yeah. of it, which is how a cover should be done. Yeah, it's like we we love the original. So, I mean, we didn't want to twist it too much, you know. I'm so bummed that that reunion didn't work out with Josie getting back in the band. That would have been cool, man. Going out and doing the the uh, the uh, every six seconds album and stuff. That would have been tight. Dude, yes. I was seeing all the hype for it and uh I was getting excited for that. (laughs) Such a bummer when those things don't work out like that, but I'm sure there's reasons it will never learn about, but us fans just have to move on. (laughs) Right, exactly. Hey, Jonathan, let me get you on this real quick. We are, uh, uh, speaking of other bands and stuff, we're an old school radio station that still does mandatory Metallica. We worship at the altar of Metallica every single night at 10 o'clock. You're going to be a part of that. So I wanted to kind of unpack your Metallica fandom a little bit. Do you remember how you discovered Metallica? Did you hear it on the radio? Who played it for you? What what was your introduction to Metallica? I did discover it on the radio here in san antonio our local station and uh obviously they they play metallica all the time and uh it's one of those staples so yeah 99.5 is where i uh discovered it and what was the song what was your thoughts what would what was your introduction where did you go back from there like kind of walk me through that do you remember what song it was probably inner sandman right it definitely was and then you get like one and one like 
even what was this like i was probably in middle school junior high guitar hero came out and, like they they picked one as one of like the big songs like that you had to beat on guitar hero yeah. and all this stuff <laughs> i remember playing that and uh that was one of those ones where it's like oh like we got to get through one uh, <laughs> on this thing so <laughs> Yeah. Is that your favorite Metallica 2 now or, or the one you love to hate because of that game? Uh, I would say, honestly, Inner Sandman, I love like uh, Battery and all that stuff. You know, some of the thrashier stuff, but as far as some of like the, the big singles that you hear on the radio, Inner Sandman, I mean, that riff is just like iconic. Well, because it is mandatory, Metallica, we don't have to stick to Inner Sandman. You got I was going to ask you to pick a tune to play tonight. Tell me your absolute Metallica, your favorite Metallica tune. Could be any deep cut, anything you want. Let's let's hear Jonathan's favorite Metallica tune. It's got to be Blackened. Blackened. Now we're talking. That's my boy. Yes, the the thrashy stuff. I think that's very like influential as far as a lot of more modern metal uh, that came about after that. I think that that era of Metallica kind of you know gave birth to a new sound for sure. But as great as that tune is, how, how do you feel about the great bass debate and the lack thereof on that album and justice for all? Uh, man, I, I'm definitely a, a fan of the low end, you know, and in a lot of modern stuff. So like listening back to that, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it, it probably would have been better to have a little more, a uh, little more of that low end, that bass in there. But, but yeah, <laughs> it's, I guess a product of the time too. Yeah, well, a product of what the band had been through with Cliff Dine and them kind of hazing Jason Newstead, his right. his first album in. and Although, with like a tune like Blacken, though, I mean, that riff is so fat that the bass, you know, fits inside there perfectly that it you're not totally missing it on that tune. Right, exactly. And a lot of those are real intricate, kind of fast riffs. The, the bass, you know, can sometimes uh, muddy things up. So maybe it was for the best. <laughs> I love it, man. I can't wait to rock Blackened. Have you had the, the, their whiskey Blackened? Yes. And what do you think? Yep. I like it. I like it. You know, like I said, I I, I like uh, I like low-end. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are you more of a whiskey guy or a craft beer guy? What's your flavor? Let's see. I like a lot of craft beer that's like like sours. Like there's one I had actually, if you're familiar with the the band Nothing More. Um, yeah. from San Antonio. Well, uh, me and Mark will get together and drink some beers sometime. And, uh, I don't know. My, my favorite when we're, we're trying all those is definitely, uh, of the, the sour variety. You like yeah. to pucker up. You like to make that pucker face and feel it in the back of your throat. Yep. Cheeks clinch up. Yep. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's um, this one that, uh, I had like this, I think it's a cherry, cherry lactose sour. It was like creamy. It was like a cherry ice cream. It was awesome. Oh yeah, they do like. I, see, I'm more of an IPA guy, and they they do that with like the hazy IPAs. They'll put lactose in them to make them like thicker and more more chunkier yeah. almost. Love it, yeah, man. Like, and then a lot of the sours they're they're kind of like pulpy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a smoothie. It's good. <laughs> There's a local brewery next to us that's uh, that's uh, doing smoothies all summer long. They're doing like they have their their Mexican cerveza, and then they're putting different fruit in it each week, and then making slushies with it. It's pretty rad. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Jonathan, I appreciate all the time. A couple last things. We obviously got to talk uh, about hitting the road. You guys got some shows coming up with Red, and I'm so bummed that it's only in your neck of the woods. Any chance that tour makes it out to Cali? Um, we're taking a look at it. We actually just uh, signed to a book, the same booking agency as Red. Um, they've got, you know, Vera Union, Red, uh, some other bands that are in the uh, 
the active rock world. And so, I mean, we're stoked, but uh, there's a lot of things we're looking at right now. Beautiful, man. I hope it comes out this way. It's a great package. And uh, are, are you friends with Red or is this going to be your introduction to the band? Well, we played with them before. Looking forward to getting with and hanging with them uh, more next starting next week and all that. And we'll see where that goes. Beautiful, man. Last thing I got for you, because I, I did some uh, research and found out that you're a, a massive uh, Creed fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely am. So I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little creed with you, and it's funny enough, your publicist Shauna and I went to go see Scott Stapp acoustically celebrating the twentieth anniversary of uh, My Own Prison, which awesome show. And, oh yeah, and got to say hi to him afterwards, and so I wanted to have a little uh, creed debate with you, and it's real simple. Oh yeah, let's do it. You got you got to choose one, but I'm gonna throw down the gauntlet. It's it's My Own Prison versus Human Clay. Human Clay, definitely Human Clay. See, and I'm on the other I side think, of the fence, so debate it. Tell me why. Tell me why. So I, I love every album from Creed, but at the same time, Human Clay, I think looking back at my own prison, they, they were kind of scrounging to make that, that album happen. You know, it was like before they got the record deal and all that stuff. And, and you can definitely tell with some of the tones and stuff, but like it was very raw and that's amazing. But I, Human Clay, like... I think that's that iconic Creed sound that like people grew to like recognize. Like there's a certain, I don't know, Mark Tremonti, I feel like really dialed it in there. That's where like Creed at the top, you know, iconic legendary Creed sound. Yeah, it's too polished for me. Like I like the dirt and the grit <laughs> down in my own prison. That's kind of why I flipped the other yeah. way a little bit, you know, but I get it. Oh, man. I definitely hear that. It's Creed, you know, it's very... A lot of people would debate that it's it is very like polished and and uh, you know mainstream or or whatever, but it's what a lot of people love, but a lot of people hate at the same time. But I love it. Yeah, I thought there was a little bit more mud in the tracks in my own prison versus a, a carnuba wax on on uh, human clay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like like especially a riff like Unforgiven off off of my own prison. Oh. Mm-hmm. So good. So Dude, good. I, I remember jamming that thing on my little CD player and like crappy headphones and like, you know, Torn kicks off the whole CD yeah. and then you go into Ode and it's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like, there's so many, like they, they were heavier in my opinion. For sure. Then it was more I don't hungry. Know, just so they were raw. hungry. They wanted out of yeah. the garage at that point. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And you, you can tell that definitely the most from my own prison to human clay you know human clay and and weathered are kind of in the similar ballpark but my yeah. own prison is on its own agreed agreed man well hey just having some fun let's let's pick a a creed song to play if we want to pick one from uh pick one from each i'm curious what your favorite would be since you're a creed fan give me your favorite off of each album so my own prison uh torn would yep. probably be my favorite off of my own prison uh, just because, like, there's something magical about that first track. You pop it in and you listen, and it's like, dude, this is awesome. And uh, that's my pick off of my own prison. And then I would have to say, what if off of Human Clay? Epic song. They're both epic songs towards the beginning of the album. Yes, yes, exactly. What if, like, the the riff? Dude, I it's just like the heavier side of Tremonti's writing. Like, I love it. I love Alter Bridge. I love Tremonti. Like, I love all that stuff. So I would say What If off of Human Clay. As far as Weathered, I would have to say Bullet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bullet. yeah. There's something about just like 
like I said, the opening track on albums. I love it. <laughs> I, I agree, dude, because you got to get hooked on that opening first, first, second song. If I'm not hooked, I'm out, right? Yes, it's so epic. I mean, like, that's why Scott Stapp comes out, why Creed comes out to, to Bullet, yeah. like every show. Yeah, that's how they get the party started. Oh, yeah. Let's pray yeah, that those guys that get song. together again one last time. I feel like they're coming back. That'd be so awesome. I, I, I'd be shocked, and I'll for sure be there if they do, man. That'd be sick. Oh, yeah, and it, I actually saw Tremonti post something on, I believe, Instagram the other day, and, like, legendary, like, tribal guitar. He broke it out, and it, it said something like cool things in the works or something. Ooh. I imagine that would have to do with Creed. That would be awesome. We'll keep, yeah. our fingers, we'll keep our fingers crossed. John, then I, dude, it's been so much fun catching up with you. I can't wait till you make it out on the uh, West Coast so I can say what's up in person and see you band live. But oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Have a great weekend, man. Hey, you too. Later. Bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.